Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lavish Hope, a podcast that highlights stories of resilience and overcoming. In this space, we explore what it means to be resilient in today's world, how to overcome challenges and find hope that is generous, abundant, and even extravagant. It's a hope that is deeply rooted in our faith, not some theoretical ideal, but gritty, real, hard-won faith. It connects us with the prophet's powerful, assuring message, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. And our hope is that you'll come away from these episodes feeling encouraged and inspired with perhaps a new tip or tool to help you on your life's journey. So come along with us and embrace lavish hope. Well, hello and welcome to Lavish Hope. I'm your host, Reverend Liz Testa, and I'm so excited today to be with my sister in Christ and wonderful, wonderful leader uh, out of the Los Angeles area, Jael Serrano. Welcome. It is so wonderful to have you with us. Thank you for thinking about me. And it's it's an honor to be in your, you know, your Lavish Hope podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, when I was... Um, you know, this is our, our inaugural series, our first eight episodes. And when I was thinking about who to invite, I was thinking about, you know, where do we find lavish hope? And where is God at work in people's lives, helping to cultivate this sense of hope and helping them um, have resilience and overcome obstacles. And so, you know, you have, you have a story or two to tell about that. So I thought, you know, this sister has to come and, and share some of uh, what God has been up to in her life and how she's been living into her gifts and calling. So I'm wondering if you would share a little bit about yourself and what you're up to uh, with our listeners to get us started. So hi, everyone. My name is Jao Serrano Altamirano. I'm 26 years old. Um, I have two beautiful daughters. Um, one is four, one is two. My husband has two beautiful sons. One is 10 and one is six. And honestly, right now I'm full-time mom. That's my first, <laughs> my first thing, right? Full-time mom. Um, I'm a youth pastor. I'm a radio host. Um, just, you know, to bring out um, to the community, help out the community. Um, I'm in school. I have my makeup line. I'm a music teacher. You know, now we have this organization called Unity in which we help immigration detainees. So right now, like it's, it's full time right now. It's 20. If it was a time, it's 25, eight instead of 24, (laughs) seven. You are busy. Oh my goodness. God has given you a busy spirit and we are grateful that it is being engaged nicely. (laughs) That's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. So, um, you know, can you share with us, like, what does resilience mean to you? You know, I just feel like it's, it's a word to recover from a difficult time, mm-hmm. you know, recover from a difficult time that, you know, we all face because we all face through a difficult time. You know, sometimes we feel like, oh, I want to be just like her, you know, or oh, I want to have what she has, but you don't know this person too. Maybe, you know, it took them to get where they are you know, and we all go through something difficult, but something I do say, and I'm always going to stick to is no matter what we all go through something difficult, we all have the same God that's going to take care of us and um, be there for us and always have our back. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
beautiful to lean into our faith, right? That is so important. Um, so wondering about like, if you can share a story, maybe a recent story, maybe one from, you know, from the past where you have um, had to be resilient and overcome some kind of obstacle. Um, right now, actually, what I'm going through, my husband being detained by immigration, you know, he's been detained already for a year and five months. And him being detained with no criminal record, him being in the US since he was three years old, you know, that's something difficult. And the most difficult part is how my husband got detained was someone that I know called immigration on him. So this person set him up. And so the fact that today I could say, because God has given me the hope and God has given me the peace and God has been with me every step in the way, I could say that the resilience will be that even though that this is a difficult time and the fact that I know who called immigration on my husband, today, if this person called me and says, I need your help, I'll be there for that person. I will help that person. I, okay, you need help? I got you. Mm -hmm. I pray for this person. And that's something that I just could feel that that's something that's the way that I'm speaking this is because God has given me that peace because who wouldn't be upset? Who wouldn't be mad? Who wouldn't have anger or hold on to the anger of someone that tried to divide your family? Someone that literally, you know, took my husband away from me almost a year and five months, you know, but the fact that I could say that if tomorrow this person needs me, I will be there for that person. That's amazing. That feels like um, an exercise in forgiveness. Oh yeah. A lot. That, yeah. That's amazing. That's the 70, the seven times 70, right? It's not just seven times. <laughs> Jesus says that yeah. to Peter, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, so, so can you tell us a little bit for our listeners, just say a little bit more about your husband and about like the, the situation, just so we can understand it. Cause of course. So, so yeah, so my husband, uh, me and my husband, we're, we are youth pastors. We also, on my YouTube channel, we do have uh, devotionals where we bring a special guest. It's called Hot Seat with Jay, where the person gets hot in the seat and we give him, we don't prepare them. We just throw questions at them and they answer it. That's why it's called Hot Seat with Jay, where me and my husband just talk about these people, life stories, so they could relate with other people and how God used them, you know, yes. during that trial, because we all go through different trials, you know, we all go through different things, but how, you know, how would you feel if you were in the hot seat? Like, how would you come about it? And we do that. Um, we also, in the radio station, we do, we help the community, we pray for the people. Uh, there was a person that my husband, when we were have a program show, he will hear my husband. He actually called and opened up to my husband. He was like a drug addict and my husband was there to pray for him and be there for him. So um, that's what we, we have um, for the work, for the ministry. Um, we are the, like I mentioned, the youth pastors here at Iglesia La Senda, located in Corona, California. Um, and ever since he'd been detained, I've been doing the work by myself. Um, even detained though on the radio, he will call and we will have, because they charge every time he uses a phone and he calls it's expenses. So he will be on the, uh, he will call and we would do live program for at least 30 minutes for the marriages wow. and how even being separated, how God could still use it. Like no matter what you go through, no matter the situation you are, how God could still use it, even though if it's in a bad situation, like the devil thought he was going to stop us and not doing program. Uh-uh, you're wrong. My husband calls and we do program wow. together, even there, you know. Um, him, it's amazing. Like a 30 minute for the marriages and how 
God has continued using us because yes, it's a recent marriage, but I just feel like, you know, we learn about each other more. Um, you know, there's things that you just honestly just learn. It's a lot of learning, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since he's been detained, uh, like I mentioned, we do have this organization called unity. I still remember, um, till this day I was sitting down and I was really crying to God. And I said, God, like, why am I going through this? Like, like, I don't get it. Like, like I started questioning God and I remember that God gave me the vision of unity and I literally got my computer and was designing the logo unity, which I designed the, the logo. And if you've seen the word unity, the T is a cross and then there's a line of a heartbeat. And it's basically meaning that with God, we live when we are united with God, we will live. But if we don't have God, we're not going to, how can we live? Yeah, we could be standing, but that's not living. Having God in our heart, having God to be with us, we are living. And that's how we're really going to live. And so um, I put um, 1 Peter 3a, where it's all of us in unity, meaning, and I, and I want something that I, that I really understood now in the Bible, where it says, you cry with those that you cry, you laugh with, with them, right? Now that I'm in this position, now I understand, wow, when I see families going through what I'm going through, I cry with them. I hurt with them. Yeah. I know that feeling now. And I never understood that. Mm-hmm. And now my husband being detained by immigration in there, he's like, babe, now I get these people too. And it's, you know, we're both like now in the beginning when he was detained for a month, I know it's a lot, huh? When he was detained for a month, we used to talk, how are you? How are the kids? Good. And this good. Okay. But now we only talk about the Bible. Babe, did you read this in the Bible? No, did you read this? And it's, you know, not only am I with this process, right? Am I learning more about God? I'm learning more to be patient. I'm learning more to know that God has everything under control. I'm learning more to know that when you pass through something, it's okay to help other people, even though you're going through what you're going through. You know, it's not like- a good word. I'm I'm st- I'm I'm upset, so I'm just gonna stay here and get away from her. Not and that trial, you also help someone else, because once you go over this obstacle, when another obstacle comes, you're like, okay, God, you took care of this one. I know you're gonna take care of this one, and this, mm-hmm. that's how just you know my faith. My faith has grown a lot. You know, just just really knowing who God is, my mm-hmm. relationship with God, my husband having that relationship with God. I just feel like it's just now a time where it's like, okay, God, like, I'm okay. You know, I I trust in you and I know what you're going to do. And him being detained there, you know, sometimes they give paperwork to the detainees in English and sometimes they don't know how to read in English. So my husband helps them out. Um, He reads it for them. He's there for them. He's a pastor actually in there um, preaching to them. And people that have been released, they found me because we've been having news interviews and they find me on social media and they write to me, thanks to your husband, I know God. And I'm like, don't thank my husband. Thank God that he allowed you to meet my husband because my husband and me, we're nobody. We're just vessels. The one that takes the work and gets the credit is God. And sometimes we forget that it's God that gets all the credit, not ourselves. Mm -hmm. I just feel like this mission of immigration, how... Yes, someone, like I mentioned, try to do it for the evil, but God turns into good. And that's what Romans 8.28 says, that everything works together for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. So in every bad situation, you always see the good of it. What is God Mm -hmm. trying to do? Not 
you know, I did have my times that I would sit and cry, but no, no, no. It's time to wipe them tears and say, God, what are you trying to show me in this process? Or what are you doing in this process? Or what are you going to do in this process? And now today I could say that if God has my husband here, amen. If God deports my husband, amen. Because God has a final say. And I could yeah. speak like that because, you know, I used to say, God, I want him here. I want him. I want him now. But it doesn't work that way. I made plans with my husband coming back from our honeymoon and this was a plan. <laughs> he gets the tape. We were only married three weeks. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a process. Well, God bless you that you can laugh about it, but, but it's, I mean, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, right? <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're at that point, but because you, you come through those tears, right? That morning lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And that is, that is a promise of scripture for us. What I'm interested in is if you can just share a little bit about like, how did this vision for unity for your nonprofit come about? And what exactly is it like, what, what are you doing, you know, through it that's supporting um, the detainees? Can you just share a little bit about that? Because for me, let me say this, I find that to be so hopeful. It's like, you know, sometimes when people are in such a hard circumstance, they get paralyzed, they get depressed, they can't do anything. And even as we say, oh, just pray, oh, you know, all of that, you know, like, just get yourself short up with God. It doesn't catalyze us. It can give you peace, but it doesn't catalyze you to do something. Mm -hmm. And like, you've never been busier, as you said. So just inspire us with like the story of like, how did that all come about? And, and how did it, you know, um, unfold? Okay, so how it all started was when I, when I mentioned when I was crying, I was telling God, like, why am I going through this? And he gave me the vision unity. He gave me the vision, but I never put into action as soon as possible. So this is what happened. Me and my mom, we would deposit money into my husband's commissary. But it would get to a point that my husband, what he will order, he will give it to other people. So then he'll stay by himself. And I'm like, honey, you need to eat. You need to take care of yourself too. But he was like, babe, but this guy doesn't have money. Or babe, but because his wife, she doesn't work. She can't put money. So whatever my husband will buy, he will give it to other people. And then by the time you know it, like two days in, oh, I need I need money for the phone. Honey, where's the money that we deposit? Well, I bought more fruit for this person. I bought more fruit. So, you know, he was taking care of other people. I'm like, no, I got to do something about this so we could help. And that's when I just started with masks. And, you know, with the whole COVID start, I'm like, well, what can we do? Everyone uses masks, so let's do masks. So I, you know, started with going to a, I went to a printing shop and I said, hey, I want to get a, a Unity, uh, the logo. I had the logo already. I want to do masks. Okay, cool. So I started doing masks and then I saw that this person had cups. And I'm like, okay, well, let me start doing cups. So I just started with um, masks first for like a cool two months or in a month. And then I started with cups and then I wanted to start doing shirts. And when I started doing shirts, I asked her, okay, well, how much, you know, is it for me to just to put a little Unity logo just right here? And if I order more than 12, because you know, businesses, you order more than they give you a better price. Right. She said it was $20 a piece. And I'm like, $20 a piece? I'm like, wait, so basically all the money that I'm going to be making with the mask, I'm going to be paying in with the shirts and no money is going to go to the commissary. So one day I'm like, no, I, I can't, I can't do it this way. I need to do something about it. One day... I got the chispa. I was like, I'm going to do it. I went to go ahead and get me a little thanks to my mom, honestly. Like, I told my mom, I want to do this. And she was like, Okay, you sure you got it? Did you pray about it? I'm like, Okay, I prayed about this. And she's like, Okay. So she actually helped me start it up with um, getting the machines that I needed. And then I started making shirts myself. And so I started making the shirts. And then people started liking the shirts. And I'm like, Okay. So I started making more shirts and more shirts. And then that's when it started growing. 
And then there was actually the first business, um, their um, Mejia's flooring, they were like, do you make shirts for, you know, for businesses? And I'm oh. like, I can. So I started <laughs> make that was my biggest order, which was, I think it was 15 or 20 shirts that I started making for them. And with that, I was like, okay, perfect. So we, uh, during that time, we were depositing money into a commissary. So instead of one, we deposited into three at once. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. So I just started making designs. And like, this is, for example, one that I have that says, I am voice for the voiceless. Because um, that's something that's kind of like my little saying that we are voice. Like, even though we're not detained, but out here, we could be voice for those that don't have voice. Absolutely. And I just started Absolutely. making designs and little logos here and there. And thank God, now we make, customized shirts we make customized mugs we make masks we make cups we do stickers on cars we do any logos any design and honestly it's just me doing all of that um and sometimes my mom and my grandma you know they help me out you know because it's a lot you know it's a lot but with that um uh, pastor I see that with just starting just something that I doubted myself how when I pray to God and I said, God, like, I want to do something more. And now we have helped about 20 families, 20 detainees depositing money into their commissary, or if it's either picking them up there, you know, people are there. If they don't have someone to sign for them, they stay there. So we have helped sign people out so they could go back. We have paid their hotel so they could stay. We have paid their Uber for them to go back where they need to go. So it's, it's just God just using this nonprofit organization in which we help families and be there for families for christmas i was like on crazy i don't know if he's on facebook i was posting pictures here we have this shirt we have this shirt we have this shirt and with that we actually got christmas gifts for the kids that their dad is detained um, by immigration because their dad wasn't able to get them their christmas gifts so we got them their christmas gift we gave them christmas gifts and one goal that i do have and you know for a lot of people that have a nonprofit or have a business it may not seem a lot, but to me, it's a lot. My goal for Unity is at least to say, I want to pay a bond for a detainee. Bonds could be up to $15,000, $30,000. It's a lot of money. And that is one of my main goals for Unity is to be able to say, we help this family pay a bond. You know, we have grown so much in the facility that we even reached to Texas. People have families during social media. This girl, her dad was in Texas detained. We send money out there. So it started from one building to two buildings now from a different state that we're helping. So I just see God's hand just little by little, you know, but it's all a process. And I just see that um, still today, a detainee that we helped out, we signed for him. We picked him up. We took him to the airport. And still today, and this was a year ago, still today, the mom thanks me. And I'm like, don't thank me. Like, thank God. Like, thank God Mm -hmm. for these connections, you know? She sent me a picture of him before and after how, you know, in there, he, they're so skinny. They get so skinny. They barely, you know, they, they get depressed. And now how he's, you know, he's chunky now. She's like, look, my, my Gordo, he's, he's big. <laughs> and you know, just, just seeing, you know, and it's sad, sad stories. People are in there for four years because they don't have a sponsor. They don't have someone to sign for them. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are there unjust. A lot of people, maybe they do have a criminal record, but hopefully, you know, they find God and, you know, some people that they just want to, you know, turn their back life back around or some people that they just didn't renew their visa. They didn't renew stuff and they end up there. 
you know mm-hmm. so it's just honestly just helping and, and being voice and the protests that we have been doing um with unity we've been doing prayer protests where we're sleeping in the floors um we were in la for five days for a hunger strike we were praying and how wives they say thank you because some of the wives they don't have papers themselves so they're scared to go mm-hmm. and so that's why i'm voice for the voiceless we have to be voice yeah. and i say we're they can't you know they can't deport me you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna be boys but these wives you know they're scared they 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 want to do something but they can't because they get scared that they're gonna get deported so mm-hmm. honestly unity is just an organization on profit where we just help families and we help detainees and just doing god's work and them knowing that it's not us it's god that's allowing this to happen mm-hmm. tell our listeners about um what you did the other night when you went with that uh, young lady to go get her father. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that... Can you do it without crying? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I think that you guys heard me cry more than the dad talking, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, um, Marlene, her dad was detained for six months. Um, her mom called me. I still remember that. I tell the mom, remember the first conversation? And, you know, the mom was crying. She was like, you know, if this is the next court, I'm just going to tell them. Because it's, you know, being in a situation, it's honestly easier just to sign your deportation and go. Because they suffer, you know, in there. And I told her, and this was this was actually about two or three people that they say, well, if this is the last court and they're going to deny, I'm just telling them to sign a deportation. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, God makes everything perfect in his time. Keep praying, keep having faith, keep trusting. And she was the last one, the third one that I told the wife that they've been out. They got a bond and they're released. And, you know, it was such, it was so emotional. I just can't imagine the day my husband gets out, but it's so emotional seeing seeing the family be reunited, you know, mm-hmm. and going to the family and just seeing that, wow, this is beautiful. It's just... Oh, like, I want to cry if I talk about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know? You know, I'm just thinking about this whole story that you're telling us about your own experience and about um, about your, your husband and about, you know, this this story of like, you have you have something in you that is hopeful, right? You have that hope, right? And that that is where does our hope come from right and so so we know that that when we when we when our faith is strong right we we have hope and then for both you and your husband right and then to i'm just thinking about like for our listeners what are the things like what were the practices what were the things that you did along the way that helped you to move from one thing to the next right and and i'm also thinking too like so there's the importance of the prayer and being clear and knowing, you know, being short up in the faith. But also there was, there must have been like, there were people that God sent that must have helped you, right? Mm-hmm. That that either, you know, that are like buying the things that want to invest in your company and help, you know, help to fund it so that then you can fund these commissaries and, you know, do the other things that you wanted to do with the bonds and whatnot. But also just thinking like, you know, your mom, which we, you know, we know your parents, they are pastors themselves, they're wonderful leaders um, in the community and they do work internationally. Um, and their Radio Impacto that you're also a part of is, you know, a beautiful, like, 
not just in the local community around LA, but it's, you know, in Texas, it's in the Dominican Republic, it's everywhere. So anyway, just if you can tell our listeners just a little bit about like, what were the things that like, what things along the way did you pick up that kind of helped you Mm -hmm. with this overcoming, right? To overcome this challenge, to create this new thing, Mm -hmm. this hopeful thing in the middle of this situation that could be just, you could have just said, you would have been totally okay if you had just sat in despair that your new husband, right? Newly married husband was in detention. Like you could have just Mm -hmm. sat there and it would have been okay for you to do that. Would have been understandable. Yeah. You know? So honestly, I just feel like when we're really honest with God, I literally sat there and I said, God, I'm tired. I, mm. I'm done. Like, I'm tired, God. Like, I'm mm. like, this is too much for me, you know? And I feel like me, and let's be honest, you know, sometimes when we get, you know, I was a little mad at God in the beginning. Like, I was really like, God, I just got married. Like, you're really taking my husband away, you know, for good or for worse. Like, I'm like, God, like, what happened? And it really took until the Holy Spirit told me because he needed a wife to pray for him. And I said, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Pastor, I, I used to be, yeah, you know, we would pray, but I will get up at three in the mornings, pray. And the devil is so awake that the next morning I will get a bad news. I will, God, really? Pray. Okay, I'm going again. And it will be a trial after trial. And every time something came and hit, pray. And yes, people say pray, but we really need to pray. Not be in bed like God thinking, no, you know, our beds get too comfortable. We got to pray. And I remember there's this time that uh, this organization, We Care, uh, Pastores Valientes, they actually um, started helping me, you know, with my husband's case. They've been, honestly, they've been a help. Uh, from my husband's case, advo- uh, advocating because they do help also um, detainees get out there, you know, help asylum seekers and stuff like that. So this organization, man, they literally has been been a help for my husband's case. And, you know, they also gave me some words and, you know, my parents give me some words, don't give up, you know, keep praying, keep having hope. But in the midst of everything, Pastora, I just feel like when we want to give up, that's when we need to show the devil that we're not giving up. Mm-hmm. That's just, okay, you tripped me. I'm going to get back up again. Oh, mm-hmm. I fell. I'm going to get back up again. And that's just when we keep, no matter how deep we fall, the more we get up is we're showing also God, God, I'm depending on you. I'm mm-hmm. getting up because you're walking with me mm-hmm. and I'm getting up because you're in front of me and I'm getting up because I know what you're going to do. You're going to turn it for the good and, and, and just really have my hope. And I, what the story that really just keeps digging me in my head is Joseph when his brother sold him but look what what was the outcome after it's not how it starts it's how it's finished so how are we going to finish this how we're going to continue doing what God has called us to do and something that I also learned that when we're okay we still got to give and honor God when everything's okay we don't have issues we don't have a problem we forget about God because we're too comfortable Oh, but then when a child comes, oh, God, I'm sorry, I want you. No, 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 no. It has to be during the good and during the bad. And God has taught me that, okay, things are moving. Things are good. I didn't stop praying. I I wasn't like, okay, things are going good. Okay, I'm going to stop God. No, 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 no. You got to keep going because during that something, a bad news is going to come. And then what you're going to do about it? You're going to still stay there? Are you going to keep having that hope? Are you going to keep growing? Look at Job. 
you know his own wife says curse your god and die like am i gonna tell my husband you you it's your fault you're detained you figure it out nah we have to figure it out together you know and and do it together and do what god has called us to do and and you do the work in there and i do the work outside we got to be teamwork i can't give it all to you and you can't give it all to me but if we you know be together you know me and my husband we took a day that we were fasting for three days and no one knew about it just me and him just three days no food just fasting mm-hmm. and praying and say god like what do you not only want to teach us but what do you want to teach in our marriage what do you want to teach with this with this process what do you want us to help other other people obviously we're not perfect but that's not an excuse for us to not better ourselves and become better and be better and be who God has called us to be. You know, you're saying the whole growth, it's like they, in psychology, they call it a growth mindset, Mm -hmm. but just what you were saying, like, what can I learn? Right? Like Mm -hmm. what God, what are you trying to teach me here? Mm -hmm. That is such a great tool for people because I don't think that it's something that we naturally think about. Right. But it's like, what are you, what, what, what can I learn from this? What can I take forward with this? And then something amazing can happen. Right. I mean, I think that's, that's what led to unity was that like, you were like, what, what can I do? What can, how can I help? Like, what can I, what can I learn through this? And then God just revealed that to you. And it's just a beautiful thing. It really is. And, and even in the pain, right. And in the challenge, you find hope. Oh yeah. And, and honestly, I could have honestly just be like, Hey, who wants to donate for unity and put into the commissary, but let's be honest, donations stop here and there. People are not going to donate all the time. I was like, I need something that's going to continue. What's going to continue? Oh, people getting shirts done. Another business. Hey, I want shirts done. Another church. Hey, I have a, I have a, an event coming up. I want shirts done. Oh, my birth, my kid's birthday is coming up. I want shirts. So I, I, I had to think about something that's going to continue processing. And so, you know, my thing is, okay, my, my husband's there. I'm out here. I have to start something. So once it's out, all we could worry about is focus on the ministry, focus on preaching, focus on being with the youth and then someone else run unity. So then those people could continue getting the help. I don't Mm. want this to be just, oh, one time that's it. No, it's a list after a list after a list after a list. I had to get a own phone for unity because people detained were calling me, hi, is this the unity organization? They think we're a big organization, you know? They're like, hey, I need help for this. I'm like, well, I only could offer you like a sopa de vaso. Uh, you know, I could <laughs> offer you a cup of the soup and some food. Uh, we're not there yet, but, you know, we could help you what we can. We could help you with making calls. But it's getting to a point that even detainees are calling us, I need prayer. I need, I need, I need someone to pray to. And that's why, thank God now for unity, we have 30 volunteers where I have the guys, they help me, you know, you know, talk to the detainees, we pray for them. The wives, they're helping me call the wives out here. If it's picking up a detainee, if it's putting money to the commissary, if it's even praying for them, you know, we all have a, a, a role in, in helping because it's not about me. I'm just, I'm nobody. I'm, you know, it's about, us together, unity in a group, all of us mm-hmm. help and, and be that voice. And now that the husband, the one that just released, he was like, you could count on me and my wife now. You got two new unity oh, members. <laughs> isn't that beautiful? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah. That is, it's so inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm just, you know, as you're thinking about the unity, I was just thinking like community Comunidad, right? Unidad, unity. Just thinking oh, about how cute. we are called, right? To be yeah. together. And that is, 
you know, I think about Jesus telling us to love one another. And that in the mm-hmm. Greek is agape, which is, you know, love in community. And that is what we're called to do. And so I love that vision that God put on your heart, even in the middle of those terrible challenge, challenging days when you just were angry or you were feeling, you know, um, so sad and, and, and just challenged by it all, right? Because that is, it's frightening. It's frightening to have your loved one detained and especially when it's your new husband. So yeah. God bless you for overcoming and, um, and, and being so resilient because, you know, our listeners can't see you, but you're just gorgeous. I mean, goodness. And, um, and the ways that you are blessing others because um, you want it to continue. So what I would love for our listeners to know is how can they um, be part of unity? How can they support the mission? How can they connect with you? You know, is there a website? Is there Insta? Like what, what are your, what are the different ways that they can connect and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, so we do have a website, um, and the website is www.unityest19.com. It's all together. Um, and then there you they could see, you know, a couple pictures of what we've done. And I do have, you know, the shirts that I have um, made that they could order from there. On Instagram is unity.est19. Um, and also there you could see pictures and stuff. And if people, you know, I'm, I'm all about how can we grow more? If people want to be involved in unity and help me even call the wives, help me even write letters to the detainees, there's, you know, I do have um, that open and available for those people that want to be a part of unity or how can I help? You know, because I don't just want to focus just, oh, and adelanto. No, I want to focus on different, you know, immigration and detention centers, you know, all over and just focus on, on, on just helping these families and how we all could come together as one. And just just be that help because a lot of wives that they themselves also don't have papers they're stay-at-home mom the dad is a provider you know the dad is the one that that mm-hmm. brings the, the food and my goal too is the only reason as in now that we are helping only men detainees with commissary is because my husband's detained he tells me there who needs food sure um but my plan is also to grow to the woman's side as well um and go and say hey you know i'm part of a nonprofit organization is there any list of people that you guys know? And just kind of spread the word. And I tell people, if you know anyone detained by immigration, please have them in my way. Because we don't know. Maybe that person knows another person, knows another person. It's just honestly just sharing the word out there so we could continue growing and helping these people. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing this, your story, and just um, helping helping our listeners to just see how like one woman can take her own personal situation and with God's help, be able to expand it into something that is blessing many, many other uh, women and men um, and children. You know, I mean, this is a multi-generational thing. We know that the children of, of detainees are so impacted as well. And so there's a beautiful ripple effect. God is expanding your territory so fast. And, um, it's and so- to yeah. see, I mean, like I just said, we just started last year and how we already yeah. helped already 20 detainees. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So God bless you in your ministry. God bless unity. God bless your husband and your, your beautiful children, all four of those children that you shared together. And, um, and thank you for telling us how we can be in touch. It's unityest19.com. And then the same handle on Insta is unity.est19. And um, I pray that um, he is released. Amen.
As soon God, as, like as, God soon as God word. says, as soon as God releases him. And in the meantime, I'm grateful that you two are doing amazing ministry together. So, amen. And, you know, I want to share, last thing I want to share is, it's crazy to see that the people that we have been helping, how little by little they're leaving. And out of the groups that we have helped, there's only now, well, with, including my husband, there's only three now detainees that are detained. But other than that, everyone else has been um, left with Vaughn of the families that we have been helping. Wow. Wow. So that's and, and is there any news, anything about what, where your husband's case is that you want to share with us or that you can share with us about like, yeah. where, what is the, you know, like, where is he in the process? Yeah. Right now we're just waiting to get um, the judge uh, said, we're waiting for that. And because of COVID and everything, things are, you know, being delayed. So we're just waiting for that and see what God wants to do with that. Um, and then just continue finding his process. And, you know, people, you know, oh, like, is he out yet? No, it's a process. You know, you, we're not talking about like, oh, like two months or six months. No, we've been talking about, we've been finding his case for a year and five months already. Mm-hmm. And it's just a process that, you know, we got to just wait for the process. And I just yeah. know God's timing is perfect. And what God wants to do with me and my husband, I say, I put my hands up and say, amen, God, you do what you got to mm-hmm. do. We can't stress mm-hmm. about something that God has control over of. And that's sometimes our, our problem, our error, or we start thinking that God is far. No, God has always been close. We were just the ones that we weren't listening or Mm -hmm. we're just the ones that we're not paying attention. So Mm -hmm. right now we're just waiting for that decision. That's amazing. Now, if they want to, if, if listeners want to, um, you have a radio show, if they want to hear you on the radio, is that possible? Yeah. So through tune in, um, it's a tune in radio app. Um, you guys could listen. Uh, you have to put 105.5 FM, uh, Radio Impacto. And then they could listen. Um, I'm on here in Pacific time. Um, my program is from 2 to 5 o'clock. So it is a Spanish radio station, but me and my husband, we started English program. So we have English listeners listen to us. You know, I had cases that people wanted to commit suicide wow. and they were just changing the radio station. They don't speak no Spanish. So Thank God, you know, I have my program for 4 to 5 p.m. in English. And then from 2 to 4 is in Spanish. Okay. So it's Radio Impacto, which for English-speaking people is Radio Impact O. We say Impact Radio. Impact Radio. Okay. And then it's... um, and then it's from 2 to 4 Pacific time. It's in... And that's on... It's every day? It's... Every day, Monday through Friday. Okay. And it's from two to four Pacific time. And then four to five, you have the English version. So it's Spanish from two to four. And you were saying it's on the TuneIn radio app. And give me the numbers again. 105.5 FM. That's great. So, and I know you have avid listeners, you have followers. So if they've been listening to this podcast, we give them a shout out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be sharing this. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much, sister. God bless you. Thank you, Pastora. God bless you.